What's going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the 5-1 Formation Podcast. My name is George Georgiousis, and I will be your host today. Joining me today are Anthony Paradiso to the left and Antonio Canales to the right of me. Say what's up, boys. What's happening, guys? What's happening, everyone? All right, in this segment, we're going to be covering uh, Ligue 1 and La Liga, follow that. So, we're going to get right into it with Ligue 1 action. Le Classic, one of the biggest games in France, a game between PSG and Olympique Marseille. And uh, what a game that turned out to be. Uh, Marseille winning one nothing, And they haven't done that in the Parquet Prince in almost a decade. So a very historical night. A lot of controversy, a lot of action. This is PSG's also their second game that they've lost in the league and i'm gonna give it i'm gonna pass it on to antonio and he's gonna cover a bit more about it yeah so uh marseille like you just mentioned finally getting that win in parc des princes after so long they went absolutely ballistic uh tovin recorded a video when they got off the plane in uh, marseille and fans were waiting for them in the airport going absolutely mad busting out fireworks flames flares whatever you want no one was wearing a mask, but, you know, that's to each their own. <laughs> uh, but regardless, uh, it's, it's fun to see, uh, especially someone who's a big rival like Marseille to PSG. It's fun to see them finally winning, bringing it to the top dogs yeah. of Liga and uh, bringing a different attitude compared to last season, Villas Baos. So, I'm very happy to see that. Uh, the only goal was scored by Tovin, who missed practically all of last year through injury. And he now has two goals and two assists in two games this year. It's crazy because I know uh, last season you were raving about this guy a lot. I had him in fantasy and I was waiting for uh, those points to rack up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? and it was unfortunate that he, he got injured, like you said. But now he's kind of proving your point. He's, he's the top dog in Marseille. Hey, uh, alongside uh, Payet, those two on the wings, oh, yeah. they link up very well. And it's so fun to watch them and the rest of the team. Uh, just, we're going to get into a little analysis. Uh, like you mentioned, second game for Paris in a row that they lose. Uh, they're 0-0-2. The first game they lost 1-0 to Lens. And, bro, like, who the fuck is Lens? You know what I'm saying? Compared to PSG? No offense. No <laughs> offense to Lens or any Lens fans out there if you guys are watching. Even if you are, my bad, but it's totally true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right off the bat, PSG came out flying, but Mandanda came out. Steve! Man. 35 years old, veteran, keeping Marseille in the game. Yeah, he, he I, for me, won man of the man match. Man of the match, 100%. Kept Marseille in it. Uh, PSG had like five shots on target or four shots on target. And 66 possession. So uh, Marseille was just playing that clean defensive role, playing all playing as a unit and counterattacking like you've never seen before. The speed in the front was absolutely amazing. And uh, after Tovain's first goal, there was an opportunity for him to ass assist a second goal, and they called it offside. But the thing is, 
he was onside. And clearly, from every camera angle, he was onside. And they still called it offside with little to no VAR review. I was watching the game live, and I was screaming. I couldn't even believe the ref didn't go to the screen. What a joke. So, Anthony, man, what's, what's the deal over there? It's just like, the same shit, different toilet. Same shit, different fucking different porta smell. potty. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 a joke. Like it's VAR is continued to be used selectively as of last year. It's because that could have been a deciding factor. What if PSG would have responded with a goal? Exactly, and they would have been in the tie once again. Tove not being able being able to overcome PSG because of a a, a call that was. Completely incorrect. So they don't realize how important it is for them to get these decisions right. Obviously, we're all human, but then again, we have technology that's going to support it's, our decisions. It's there. We the have technology the is there, and they didn't use it. At all. Zero. Like, zero check. Like, not even, like, a attempt to go check by the refs or anything on their end, you know? Like, tell the fucking the guys upstairs in the office to throw them a yasu. Yo, by the way, it might be offside. Give me two seconds. Salut, bonjour. Salut, bonjour. Merci, bonsoir. Uh, it's potentially an offside, but they didn't even bother attempting. There was no communication on their end, but... I think what it was is that the guys in the booth told the ref, like, don't even bother checking it. It's, it's offside, offside type yeah. of thing. That's... Wow. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. Like, I don't want to go into all kinds of controversy here, but it really leads me to believe that there's some match fixing or something going on. Like, maybe, I don't understand that. Maybe not match fixing, but... Uh, it's a scam, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> there's an agenda and you have to follow. No, but seriously, like, uh, to me, it didn't make any sense. No, and we see all. that pattern happen not only in League Earn, but in all five leagues. Mm-hmm. So, it has to, honestly, something has to change. I know they were... Reviewing, I know. Mem- I remember um, when Arsene Wenger was mentioning that there's going to be some uh, review that's going to happen. Uh, but this is before COVID, so I don't know what happened in their agenda. But they were going to review VAR and make some changes or whatnot. But clearly, no changes. Clearly, no changes. So uh, it's sad, man. It's unfortunate, but I mean, in Marseille's perspective, they were fortunate enough to get the three points. Still got the dubs. Still got the dubs. So kudos to them. Um, continuing on with this game, at the end of the game, uh, it got very, very, let's just say, um, reckless, if you want to put very, it that way. Uh, very rugby-like. Very rugby-like, <laughs> very aggressive, you know, tempers were flying. Obviously, I, I would assume that the PSG players were very upset, considering that it's their second game that they lose in the league. Not in their fashion, not what they're used to. So a huge like scuffle broke out. There was punching, there was kicking, there was yeah. headbutting, there was grabbing, there was all kinds. And not to mention, there was five red cards that were given that game and 14 yellow cards. Yeah. That's an absurd amount of cards in one game. The most I've ever heard of in my, li- in my lifetime. And I think all five reds were like in a minute. Yeah. At the end. Oh, it was right at the end. Right yeah, at the end. At the yeah. death of the game. I wasn't sure if it was Le Classic or WWE Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and they were at the center of the pitch too when they were all yeah. brawling. Yeah. So just a little detail for the five red cards. Three of them were PSG. Two of them were Marseille. And the PSG included players Kurzawa, Paredes, and Neymar. And Marseille, Amavi, and Benedetto. Yeah. So one of those players for PSG... Neymar, we're going to get right into it, uh, supposedly was racially abused 
by another player by the name of Alvaro oh. Gonzalez. Yeah. And he, there was a lot of things that were said. There was stuff that was said on social media after the game. Uh, Antonio, I'll pass it on to you because I know you have full detail and you are going to explain it very clearly. Yeah, so basically at the heat of the moment, uh, Neymar got sent off and you saw him live on TV asking this, the, the, the fourth ref, there were racist comments. How come you don't check that? Do you check me? Hitting the player, okay, I'm sent off, whatever, but there's racist comments there. Are you going to check that? So uh, basically right after the game, he came out on Twitter and said, my quote, open quote, my only regret is not hitting that asshole in the face, end quote. And then uh, he also said, VAR catching my aggression is easy. Now I want to see the image of the racist calling me a monkey motherfucker. So apparently Alvaro Gonzalez came out and called Neymar a monkey motherfucker. So big over there. Um, listen, what I have to say is that Alvaro Gonzalez came out with a tweet of his own after Neymar came out and said that there's no place for racism. I've been clean my whole career and I have all these teammates and friends I see every day. Sometimes you have to learn to lose and accept it on the field. Incre incredible three points today. Ali Loem. Thank you, family. So he's clearly denying that he ever said anything. He's pretty confident that he, even if he did say something, I'm assuming he's not going to get caught. Because to come out with a tweet right after and totally disregard the whole situation is pretty big on his part. Um, I don't know if you want to come into this, Anthony. At this point, it's a, it's a, for now, it's a he, he said, whatever, he said, she said, but it's both he's. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, yeah. He said, he said. Um, so, honestly, it's tough to say because we don't know what actually happened on the field. But for him to react that way and tweet right away in his own language too, which shows that it was him. Because sometimes, you know, depending how popular you are, some people tweet you out. Have a, you have a manager. You yeah. For you and have manager, publicist and whatnot. That was clearly from him, and you can tell that he was frustrated. So I think something was definitely said. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely um, a mind thinker because basically in the times that we're in now, and all of this movement that we're trying to put through, all the five leagues that we're trying to put yeah, through, the, the Black Lives uh, Matter, Black Lives Matter movement. So it'd be very tough to see, and if that actually happened or not, for him to, I mean, obviously he was gonna deny it. Because there's no way he's going to admit it. And, and I don't think he's that big of a man, to be honest with you, for him to do that. Considering uh, I've heard that he's had poor history in the past of uh, disputes with other players. Yeah, one being Leo Messi that you mentioned before to us privately. And I think that was the scuffle where he called Leo Messi little. And Messi was like, you're just bad. And then ruined him afterwards. And that was but, a, and that was a, uh, a rival matchup too, yeah, right? Barcelona Espanol. against Espanyol. Exactly. So he does have the history. Nothing is official yet, but I do want to end this topic by saying what uh, Neymar replied to Alvaro Gonzalez's tweet. Mm -hmm. He said, you are not a man to assume your mistake. Losing is part of the sport. Now insulting and bringing racism into our lives. No, I don't agree. I don't respect you. You have no character. Assume what you say, my brother. And uh, yeah. 
this man is a racist, basically. So I think with all of this, um, we have to go back to the footage and the evidence. And I think that in this time particularly, VAR should be used absolutely. Well, that's what's going on. Ligar, uh, I just got a report today saying that Ligar is actually going to take a look into the uh, every video footage. If they Good. can catch some microphones, they, they will. And basically see what comes out of it and if they could see what he what alvaro actually said and if he actually did call him a monkey motherfucker then i'm expecting to be big big suspensions going on possibly even him being kicked out of the league because this is a super sensitive topic yeah especially right now and he's not a fan And, and we've seen what happened to fans especially in the pl for racist comments pl in italy everywhere so it's not belong, man. Has to be out of the game completely. We'll see what happens. What we want to let you guys know is that they're looking into it. Yeah, they're looking into it, and if we do find out more news, we will bring it up. All right. All right. So I think that we we can conclude League Un because that's the biggest thing that happened in League Un. Obviously, the other teams playing and uh, moving on with the season. So we're gonna jump right into La Liga. So, in La Liga, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico, and Sevilla did not play because they participated in either Champions League or Europa. So, they got an extended extended break yeah. from last season. The La Liga season did start, so the other teams did play. Uh, only Real Madrid will play next weekend versus Real Sociedad. The others have off again. Yeah. So All probably because right. uh, Real Madrid got... Knocked out a bit early, I guess, from uh, CL compared to the rest. Possibly, yes. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Atletico went further. Uh, Sevilla went to the final one. And Barcelona, too, went pretty pretty far. So, so speaking of Real Madrid, uh, a player, a newly acquired player as of last summer, uh, has been having weight issues again. Yeah. And the name of Eden Hazard. Which is very unfortunate for me because he has he's, he's come he comes from Chelsea, my club. I love him as a player, and I wish him nothing but success. But he seems to be struggling with his weight again. I want to know what you think about that. Well, listen for for me personally, especially what I said last episode, how he's gonna have a bounce back season. I don't like seeing this at all. Um, and honestly, I don't know if who's to blame here. Is it Hazard? Or is it the team? I have no clue who to blame. Like, obviously, you said it uh, previously in the past where uh, I think it was uh, John Obi Mikel or Michael or Essien that said that Hazard was very lazy in training. Yeah. So maybe this might take part in his after training routines and all that. Maybe he's eating a bit too much, not taking care of uh, his body, what he's eating. I don't know, Ant, what do you think? Who's to blame here? Madrid for not looking out what he what the player is doing their property in a sense yeah. or is it the player to be responsible enough to take care of himself I think it's a bit of both uh, for starters in terms of finding out whether or not he was going to get playing time when he went to play for Belgium in the Nations League uh, matches lack of communication on Real Madrid's part because he did not play one game or one minute he was on reserves Something he was on the the, the the sidelines looking from above. And he stayed with, and the, he Bel- stayed, at, with the Belgian team. Which comes to my point that it's equally at the same time his part for being, uh, for basically lack of professionalism, mm. 
for not returning on your end, proactively returning on your end. Listen, I need to step it up this year. I had a poor season last year because of my fitness and return back to training and use these 10 to 14 days to get back into shape and train with my team and even watch video or just prepare. Just do other things than just sitting in the sidelines watching your national team play and having zero part into it. So it's lack of professionalism. Doesn't show his. It doesn't show me that he's motivated at the moment. We all think he's gonna have a bounce back here. We know that he's he's remarkable. He's world class. Talent is definitely there, but at the same time, he's a human being. And if you're not fitness ready, you have all the talent in the world. It doesn't mean fuck all. So you're saying it's gonna affect his performance? Yes, I agree. 100%. Okay. What about you, Antonio? Do you think it's gonna? I I believe personally that uh, since it's Real Madrid's property, since they paid uh, north of 150 million euros for him. They need to do a better job at kicking him in the ass. Yeah. Whether it's Zidane, the the rest of the coaching staff, yeah, they need to do a better job watching him. If they knew, if they know that leaving him on a looser leash is gonna worsen his performance and ultimately the team's performance, then it's up to Real Madrid as a club to to go up to him, give him a fucking diet plan, set rules for him. Maybe have someone watch over him. You got to micromanage this type of player. It's two yeah. years in a row now that he's coming into the season fat, overweight. <laughs> that is that normal to you? No, it's not. And for that Honestly. price and for those wages. So if I'm Perez and the rest of the crew, I'm looking at this saying, we as a club invested so much money into this player. He's been out through injury for almost an entire season. Yeah. And now he's coming into the, the second season of his Real Madrid career, overweight. We have concerns. What are we going to do about it? Sit around and do nothing? No. If I'm a Real Madrid staff, kicking him in the ass. Yeah. Either, Just, uh, like threatening either playing time or whatever. But I yeah. also want to mention very quickly, it's kind of ironic considering he's second season now in a row where he's starting off looking like a patata. And he's supposed to be replacing the man who was arguably the most fit footballer at the moment and of ever. Fit footballer, fit person on this planet. Uh, <laughs> who trains minimum two to three times a day and always the last one That's to the pitch point. and always the first one there. So it's kind of ironic. Too. Meanwhile, Antonio's taking a swig at his beer. <laughs> I, ain't, I oh. ain't a professional athlete, my friends. Oh, I mean, I have my McDee's at 3 a.m., don't worry. <laughs> it's... It's unfortunate for Hazard because, like you did say, uh, uh, John O.B. Mikhail, who played with him at Chelsea, said that he is a lazy person in training, but he seems to turn up at the games. But I think in his and this part of his career, he can't be doing the same thing that he's used to. So he really has to start taking uh, taking things seriously if he wants his career to progress and skyrocket because he has the potential. We've seen it. But it for me, I think it's not the first time we see Real Madrid waste money on a player. No. Cough, cough, uh, Gareth Bale. Dishing away money and he's not even playing. Yeah, exactly. It's a topic we, bringed up, uh, we brought up uh, last I episode. Mean, but Fair enough, but he's always in shape. So That's true. He's ready to play live. Yeah, 100%. And what I have to say, last thing uh, before we leave the topic... Uh, Going back to your professionalism, and Anthony too mentioned it, in Madrid, there's cameras everywhere when you're a professional footballer playing for La Real. Mm, Los Blancos. You got to be 
top of the top. Yeah. We saw it in the Analca documentary. Mm-hmm. When he went to go play for uh, Real Madrid a couple of seasons, he had no privacy. And that was back in uh, the early 2000s. Imagine now, it must be worse. Yeah. All right, moving on with your team, Barcelona. Unfortunately, you're not wearing their jersey. Kind of, kind of funny, but anyways. Um, I, I got to show off my, the rest of my jerseys. <laughs> what can I say? In their preseason match, uh, preseason friendly that they had, Coleman, Ronald Coleman, the, Coleman. the new appointed coach for Barcelona, played with a 4-2-3-1 uh, formation. It's a formation that we haven't necessarily seen with Barcelona. I want to know what your take is on that. Uh, with the squad we have now, I love the idea of having two pivots there. Uh, we have so much firepower up front, and he is using, utilizing Messi as I want him, wanted him to, as a center attacking midfield, as a number ten playing behind the striker. He's no more. He didn't use him at least in this friendly. He didn't use him on the wing. He used other guys like uh, Trincao, Pedri on the wing. And uh, I'm liking it. Two midfielders backing up the attack, making sure there's a nice defensive hold, which is what we desperately need compared to last season. So uh, honestly, it's an unfamiliar uh, formation compared to what we're used to, the the regular 4-3-3 with one pivot. But uh, for at least the next season the rest of the season if you're using Messi in the midfield that's how you want to do it with two pivots just a quick uh comparison the Champions League winners Bayern Munich play with two pivots there you go so maybe they're taking they're taking a uh uh something out of that for sure no you have to adapt bro it's you can't be stuck in your ways of being fixed on fixated on one formation you know it's that's what makes you a good team and a good manager, you adapt, you try different things. If it works out, perfect, but not, you would continue to adapt. So I'm good on him for challenging himself a bit on that. <laughs> oh, for sure. So just a bit on the friendly. They played the Tarragona Nastic. They won 3-1. Honestly, uh, oh yeah, and before I uh, move into it, he played two full different squads. So the first half was one squad, and the second half was... A different squad. A different squad. Okay. And the second... Half squad consisted of Coutinho and a bunch of youngsters, except for Anzu Fati because he was injured. But that second squad, compared to our veterans in the first half, they just looked amazing. Full of energy, full of ideas. Honestly, up front, this season, I'm not that worried. And Coutinho looks like a beast. I don't know what the fuck they feed their players in Bayern Munich, but... It's looking good, man. Steroids. But anyways, that's another story. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to still stick on the topic of Barcelona. And now we're going to move into transfers. And the biggest transfer coming out of Barcelona now is Memphis Depay agrees on personal terms with FC Barcelona and tells Lyon that he wants to leave to get a deal done. Yeah, so not much there. Uh Honestly, uh, I think he really wants to come. He really wants to play under Coleman. Uh, he, he liked what he saw under the national team. And, of course, you're going from Lyon, even though they made it to, to the semifinals this year of Champions League. You're going from Lyon to Barcelona. You're getting a, pay, a higher pay grade, obviously, and you get to play next to, to Messi for at least one season. So I think for him, it's very attractive. 
uh, now that we don't know what the hell's going on with Suarez, we just know that the board and Komen don't want him. I think he would be a very nice replacement for Suarez. He knows how to finish. He knows how to carry the ball. He knows how to protect the ball up front, dish it out to other players. Pacey. Pacey. You can't find uh, a much better replacement than that, mm. honestly, for me personally. Put him on the wing too. Do you like him better as a as number nine? Number nine, like yeah. Or number if, seven? if they get him, I think they're going to use him as a number, number nine. nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because honestly, the, our other options are Griezmann, and they were even looking at Anzu Fati to play as a number nine. Oh, Anzu Fati is a number nine. Those two options as a number nine were, I'm sorry, we're not going to succeed. I rather, I rather have Griezmann as a number nine. <laughs> Hell no. Than Anzu Fati. But that's just my opinion. <sighs> I'd rather have uh, Anzu if, if it comes, worst comes to, to worst. that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If I could avoid both of those options as a number nine, I would. Oh, for sure. So like you said before, uh, Suarez doesn't want to leave Barcelona. But if he gets paid remaining the $25 million on his contract, uh, Corman nor the board want him to stay. But he is the, herd, the, herd, the third highest goal scorer in FB, FC Barcelona with 198 goals, which is crazy. Yeah, so listen, uh, Suarez is obviously in a state where he wants to get paid. Uh, he's not going to get the same amount of money at this point of his career in any other team. So he's telling Barcelona, Barcelona you want to get rid of me? Pay me the rest of my contract. If not, I'm not going anywhere. I'll sit on the stands. I don't care. I'll per- participate in training and I'll play if I have to. But if you don't give me the rest of my money, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to another team. I don't want to sign another deal. I like Barcelona. I want to stay here. But the board has different ideas. Coleman also, he really didn't want him in the squad. He didn't even include him in the, in the friendly match against uh, Nastic. So uh, right now it's a big mess. All we know is that Barcelona want to get rid of him, but he doesn't want to go. And we'll, we'll see what happens there. Apparently uh, the deal uh, with Juventus fell through because Juventus claimed that it was too complicated to sign uh, Suarez at this but point. There's also also reports too that he's still going to do that exam anyway. That whatever citizenship exam or Italian exam whatever really exam he has to do. So once again, he said, she said between reporters too, so I don't, I don't know anymore what's happening. Can you pass that exam with a certain amount of uh, dollars by donation? <laughs> you should ask them that. It's a very good question. Because I'm sure they can work something out. <laughs> I don't think we should ponder too much on this. Uh, basically, no, no. everything's up in the air with Suarez and Barca. For sure. All right. Uh, Sevilla stop the pursuit of Sergio Regulion as they look to sign Marcos Acuna from Sporting Giron. Uh, I don't think there's not much to analyze there. Uh, Real Madrid were asking a bit too much for what Sevilla could dish out. They're looking for $30 million with a buyback option. And uh, they said, forget it. We can't afford that, especially not in this economy right now. So scrap the idea of uh, taking him back. And obviously, Real Madrid weren't looking for a loan option this year. They really want to get money for him. And uh, like we mentioned in the other segment, the EPL segment, Manu are the front runners for uh, Reguilón. But but they do dislike the buyback clause, though. Yeah. They want to keep him. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. But uh, look, it's looking like uh, Reguillon is going to get sold from uh, Madrid. Hmm. All right. One more transfer rumor that we got here with Lataro Martinez. Now, there was a huge turnaround this, uh, today with him and Real Madrid trying to pursue him. 
What's the story on that? Apparently, uh, multiple uh, claims said that he signed a deal with, uh, or he agreed on personal terms with uh, Real Madrid. But then, uh, as Paris Soka claimed, the Inter president came out and said, there's no deal going on between Inter Milan and Real Madrid. Lautaro is a Inter player and he will remain one. And we're looking to extend his contract. So... It, I don't know. For me, it looks like Lautaro, he's trying to get the biggest contract he could, signing these personal terms between uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid. And he's just looking to, to, to get more money in his pocket. That's what it is. Interesting. So, What do you have to think about it? No, I mean, uh, Fabrizio Romano confirmed before that uh, the Lautaro talks are over. Okay. Inter are looking to extend his contract. And now Barca is looking, is putting all their focus on trying to sell Suarez and gain Memphis Depay. Uh, apparently, as per him as well, uh, Ronald Koeman uh, wants uh, Wijnaldum as bad as possible as well, but it's complicated. Another complicated deal, fuck. <laughs> so uh, that's his agenda. That's who he wants, Wijnaldum and Depay. Make... Uh, a little Wolves team, but instead of Portugal, it's Netherlands. So uh, me, if I'm uh, playing that double pivot role, I'm not going for Wijnaldum. I'm going for Thiago. But that's all I have to say. But I don't think Thi- the chances of Thiago going to Barca are. It's. I don't think it's going to happen. If they put the money there, then yeah, it's well, there's a lot of big names up in the air right now, man. Oh yes, and only time will tell. So with that, guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to our. La Liga and Liga segment. This is a two-for-one special. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check us out on the other segments as well. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 5-1-Formation. Thanks Thank a you lot, guys. guys, and have a good night.